0: 20,000 tweets on Twitter with the hashtag release the memo. It shows that the American public is demanding more transparency.
1: Okay, well, the week before the top hashtag was sandwich a band, so don't get too cocky. <laughs> Plus, in this case, the American public may have had some help from Russian bots and trolls. Wow, the Russian interference investigation has itself been interfered by Russians. It's like a turducken of treason. Mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's pretty good. That's that is funny. pretty
0: good. Come on, that was John Carl of ABC News. There have been over twenty thousand hashtag release them in the world of social media. That ain't nothing. Well, and the New York Times p- this
2: week to just d- disclosed there's like thirty million fake users on Twitter.
0: Even if they were real, there were probably two hundred and fifty thousand pugs are cute hashtags yesterday. Well, they are. 20,000 is nothing in the world yeah. of social media. And how many of them are Russians, like God, she just said?
2: Well, Jonathan, Carl, he's a serious journalist. Right. We've lost. Ladies and gentlemen, we've lost. There is no seeking the truth. All there is now is hyperbole. Speaking of which, speaking of witches. <laughs> I got I gotta follow-up to that. Oh, I know, I know. Okay. We'll have a Nancy Pelosi clip that you its absolutely going to love coming up in a bit. Yeah,
0: well, apparently... Turn it up to 11 is the only thing we've got anymore. Right. In America. On everything. So you remember FBI agent Strzok, right? Him and his lover, they're both married and they start uh, doing it. I'm I'm assuming they're doing it. Thank
2: you. Thank you.
0: And they uh, text each other 10,000 times. And then what what couple that's having an affair wouldn't want all their texts released to the public? (laughs) And that's more or less what has happened. Actually, it hasn't been released to the public. Congress has it. And then stuff is leaking out. We learned a bunch of stuff um, about these two, and they're not, they are not—they weren't uh, Trump fans. That's pretty clear. FBI agent Strzok. Right. Turns out he's uh, really involved in the Clinton email investigation, and he's the one that actually changed Comey's wording from grossly negligent to extremely careless, which is
2: actually the dictionary definition of whether or not you've committed a crime. Exactly. He changed the language from... The language in the statute to language not in the statute so that it wouldn't be a crime. Yeah. Maybe he thinks she didn't commit a crime. I don't know. But those words
0: mean, as uh, Harvard lawyer Alan Dershowitz said, those words mean the same thing. Right. So what are you trying to do there? Right.
2: Um, but anyway. so, well, so th- he dragged his feet many, many different times and was involved at many different points. Right. Critical points. But so here's an interesting
0: one that just came out last night. He was
2: He helped write the
0: letter... Um, that Comey gave to Congress on why the Clinton investigation needed to be reopened just a couple of days before the election, which Democrats think lost. Hillary thinks that's what lost her the election didn't help it was. It certainly didn't help opening that back up again. He is involved in writing that letter. He unleashed the wiener. Was
2: aspect of the investigation
0: was conflicted about whether or not they should that close to election day. But ultimately, he decided, according to his text, we've got to
2: strucked did. did Interesting.
0: Yeah. He ultimately agreed with Comey that they had to come forward and open the uh, the inv- investigation back up and tell us all about it, huh. which is a hell of a controversial move. Sure it is. So I-, I don't know what that tells you about where he was. It is possible that he that he that he he hates Trump like Hillary, but was able to separate that from
2: what he thought was the right thing to do and wrong thing to do. Or listen, we all deal with human beings, right? Maybe it means that you know that that last ten percent of enthusiasm and dedication to getting Hillary it just wasn't there. Maybe that last twenty percent wasn't there. But when you get to the eighty percent of I'm a professional, I'm an agent, I got to do my job, he did it. You know, people aren't entirely one thing or another much in life. You know, you learn that. So, yeah, maybe he just dragged his feet. Maybe he preferred not to charge her with this. Maybe he thought, look, if we're not going to charge her, we got to change these words, blah, blah, blah. And he was willing to go a little soft, but not very. Who knows? I'd like to see him uh, testify under oath. Why not? Yeah. Even grant him immunity. I don't care. The guy didn't, hasn't committed treason or anything like that. He might be not such a great FBI agent, but let's get to the bottom of all this crap and move on. But see, and this is for the umpteenth time, nobody wants that on Capitol Hill. They want you whipped up. They want the issue. They don't want the truth. They don't want the, the DACA kids, uh, women, people taken care of. They don't want immigration solved. They don't want black America to stand strong and on its own and employed and fully participating. They don't want that because they lose the issue.
0: Yeah, and uh, um, it's really pretty amazing that Russia uh, meddled in our election to the extent that they did, and our president never mentions it, didn't mention it in the State of the Union, doesn't mention it as a threat to our country. It's a huge threat to our country for this upcoming election and many
2: to come, probably. Well, he's either too stupid or he doesn't think the people can pick up on the not very subtle subtlety of, no, the Russians didn't help me, or if they did, I had nothing to do with it, and yeah, they're messing with us all the time. He figures the American people can't handle a thought that complex, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's all just dumb. God, we're we're a nation of dumb right now. I'm, I can't think of a dumber era in America. <laughs> well, well, everything is turned
0: up to 11. Here's a perfect example of it. Um, Trump, who laid out a very mainstream immigration plan. Each look, of
2: the four pillars polls incredibly high.
0: Look at the polling. If you don't, yeah. you don't have to believe, you know, uh, my lion eyes or mouth or whatever. Just look at the polling. The things he's s- suggesting poll
2: very well, and, and some and are, of it. All, well, go ahead. Sorry, some ahead. of it Republicans like, and some of it Democrats like, and vice versa. And some of it's beyond what the Democrats were asking for,
0: right? And so that's troubling. So it's so he said nothing controversial, according to the polls. Just look at him. In the State of the Union address, here's how Nancy Pelosi saw that.
3: It was dangerous, what he said last night. And it has instilled fear, as I say over and over. What he is doing brings tears to the eyes of the Statue of Liberty and instills fear in the hearts of people who are concerned about our dreamers.
2: Really? The instilling of fear has been the... Go-to political tool for thousands of years. Every time you hear Nancy Pelosi or somebody bring up, everyone's afraid. You should be afraid. Families are afraid. Children are afraid. Immigrants are afraid. It's it's a political tool. Cut it out with the whipping up people's
0: fear. Yeah, it's 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 ugly. It is really ugly, and it's going to get uglier. Yep. Uh, cause this stuff, as long is, as it works, this stuff is sinking in and becoming a uh, a worldview that a lot of people have. That the other side is actually evil. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so many people... You know, we have a media that leans one direction. Most of the media that leans one direction, so they're calling out Trump as divisive. I don't hear anybody calling out Nancy Pelosi as divisive. Nope. How divisive is that statement? Yeah. Come on. How
2: many headlines have you heard about the divisive words of Nancy Pelosi? None. I mean, that's over the top. She's one of the most powerful people in the country, and has been for a couple of decades. But no, that's not divisive. Come on. It was dangerous what the president said last night. Except for look at look at the way it polls. Like seventy
0: percent of people agree with each of the main tenants he's got on the immigration thing. It's boy,
2: not it's not controversial. Boy, and the only thing that doesn't poll particularly well is another heap load of dumb. It's the, the question of the wall. We we build bridges, not walls. Maybe the single stupidest thing ever said. We have hundreds, thousands <laughs> of miles. That'd be quite a contest. The single stupidest thing ever said. Well, i it's, it's all put that up for nomination. I'll put a few bucks on that and a few bucks on the fact that the Eagles will score fewer points than LeBron James has rebounds plus assists plus minutes played. All those complicated Super Bowl props, which I got to do today. I'm going to put a few bucks down on those. But listen, we build bridges, not walls. We don't have walls. We have thousands of miles of walls, fences, electronic guys, guys with guns and dogs, and you all voted for it unanimously. 10 years ago! Really? Now, should it all be? (laughs) Should it all be a wall? It's got to be a wall. It can't be a fence or a moat or a guy with a dog (gasps) or a moat. No, that's it. That's (laughs) it other side. For God's sake, it's a barrier so we can control who comes in and out. The physical manifestation of it doesn't matter.
0: Are there alligators in the moat? Because a moat without alligators is just very refreshing.
2: Or crocodiles. <laughs> don't get <laughs> hung true. up on the details. You're right. It's just refreshing. It's This is a hot day. Oh, look. Some water. Even a Komodo dragon. <laughs> Let's not get hung up on the reptile. Well, North Korea's athletes have
0: arrived in South Korea for the Olympics. They just found out they were Olympic athletes like two weeks ago,
2: right, these people? So, I don't even own skis. <laughs> Plus, the International Olympic Committee or somebody or others reduced the Olympics to a joke by letting the Russian cheaters from last time participate. I hadn't heard that. Let them keep their medals, too. Unbelievable. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Voice of the West.
3: Strong and Getty Show. The
0: video me. Take I we did this late in the show yesterday. We should have done it earlier for you, the the smart people who get up early. Yeah. The people late in the show, whew. People who listen later in the program. Yeah, yeah. People who get up late, not as smart. We have to talk slower, use use smaller words. Got to explain everything no. over and over. They let me talk a lot more in the 9 o'clock hour. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we got a text about you, Sean, that I was going to mention. Let me find it real quick. Uh, Anyway, it's somebody who... Oh, shout, shout out to Positive Sean. I know this is odd coming from an avowed Sean hater, but I took it as vice and bought the movie pass. $89 $89 at Costco for a year. I've been to five movies in the past two weeks. I hadn't seen five movies in the last 25 years. Mm,
2: yeah, I tell you what, Declan, uh, Sean recommended that. I bought it for Declan, my son, for his birthday, since he's young and poor. Oh, oh I'm sorry, for Christmas. Uh, he's thrilled with it. Couldn't oh, be more God, thrilled. Oh, God, when yeah. I
0: was young and poor, if somebody yeah. had given me a you can go to any movie for free, oh, that would have been awesome. I love it. I, I use it constantly. Yeah. I, I really hope it figures out a way to be sustainable, because I don't understand how it works. Yeah, I <laughs> can't.
2: they, they got to be bleeding money.
0: Um Amazon did for years and they're doing alright. Oh, I had a point. So yeah, the people who l- listen later in the show the point. show heard this already. Oh right. But you got a teacher in California who uh who, uh, who said this. We got a bunch of dumb over
2: there. Think about the people who you know are over there. You're freaking stupid Uncle Louie or whatever, they're dumb shit. They're not like high level thinkers, they're not academic people, they're not intellectual people. They're the freaking lowest stuff our low, not morally. You know, I'm not saying they make bad morals. It's just, they're not talented people. So, the people in our military are stupid. They're morons. They're non-talented. The people serving in our military are the lowest of the low, according to Gregory Salcedo of El Rancho High School.
0: Saying it to his students, which is really quite amazing. He's -hmm. also
2: a Pico Rivera city
0: councilman. As I said yesterday, um, it's troubling that he thinks that. It's completely wrong. Uh, it's troubling that he thinks that it's more troubling that he, th- that he thinks that saying that out loud to his students is going to work, that that's okay. It's really quite amazing.
2: And people it's that disgusting. are
0: disgusting. Well, yeah. And some, some of the smartest, most talented people in the country go into the military a lot of that stuff, you got to be really, really something special physically and intellectually to do. Right. Or you don't get to do it. Right. Um, but so, uh, John Kelly, chief of staff and a, a, a general, um, was asked about this on a radio show yesterday. Well, I think the guy ought to go to hell. Um, I just hope he enjoys the, the liberties and in the, in the lifestyle that, uh, that we have uh, fought for. That teacher's been suspended. What well, does that mean? Nothing. He'll come back to his job pushing his stupid points of view. He's, He's a, a punk-ass
2: little bitch. I'd like to punch him right in the face. Sorry, folks. I don't encourage violence uh, toward him or anybody else ever, but I would like to punch him right in his effing face. Well, and John Kelly said he could go to hell. That'd be fine, too. If you believe in a hell, eternal torment, that sounds about right. How about, you know what, uh, John, the general didn't mention there is the safety uh, that we all enjoy. Do you know how many people on Earth are afraid for their lives on a semi-regular basis? Because their country is not secure from enemies, foreign and domestic, most punk. Um,
0: what are you calling this, Sean? What's your name for this? Uh, it's, like it, con- it's like a, it's like a game show. Contest. Chivalrous or stupid? Okay, you be the judge. A, tw- a twenty-seven, I like this. a twenty-seven-year-old man was taken into custody in Oklahoma after allegedly making a bomb threat to a local county administration building. Okay.
2: So far, stupid.
0: All right. They received a bomb threat at one fifteen in the afternoon. The caller told the receptionist at the administration building that if all the inmates at the county jail weren't released within 10 hours, he would mm. blow up the county government complex. Mm. Okay. Turn them loose. So they investigated. They figured out who this uh, guy was, 27-year-old Brian Thomas Doro. Uh, Doro allegedly told investigators that he made the threat because his girlfriend had court regarding the custody of her children, but she couldn't afford an attorney in the civil case. He says he thought he could buy her some
2: time by making the bomb threat. Ah. so he was trying to do what's best for his honey and his and her kids. Exactly. Right. Is this man <laughs> chivalrous? Yes. Or stupid? Yes. <laughs> it's a trick question. Yeah. I'm going to go with stupid. Wow. I'm wow. Go with stupid. wow. 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 Thought that would work wow. out, did you? Wow. Mm. Oh, I have an idea, honey. Hope those young lovers figure it out. <laughs> <sighs> so many choices where to go. I've got Ben Franklin's weekly plan that could change your life, but I don't know when we'll get to it. Remember, I saw Ben
0: Franklin's toilet when I was in uh, Philadelphia. <sighs> no, once. I had forgotten that. Actually. Home of the Philadelphia
2: Eagles. See, this is Ben Franklin's weekly plan that could change your life. With all due respect to where he crapped, this is
0: like really important. Okay. Helpful. Uh, Laura Logan coming up a little bit later. We probably ought to give you some of the headlines before we get to Laura Logan. So the Pentagon was not going to release information about Afghanistan in a move that certainly looks like it was designed to hide from the American people how poorly their trillion-dollar investment is going. And this is the Trump administration, The Trump administration. Right. Well, you know, to whatever extent he was paying attention to what the Pentagon decided to do. Right. But, um... Uh, there's a lot of pressure on that. We all reacted the same way. You're not telling us because it's going to crap, partially right. because so many people saw the Laura Logan 60 Minutes piece that showed that Afghanistan is going to crap. Yeah. Or maybe you saw the headlines over the last couple of weeks and where people are getting blown up left and right in the only part of the country that's supposedly secure.
2: Do you see the uh, stats on the number of provinces that are actually under central government control? It's dropping and dropping and dropping. Right. So you we know, got it's that- funny, the Pentagon move, Reminds me a little bit of the, the mouth breather uh, move with his uh, honey in the county jail and the, the custody battle. Was it a move to just buy a little extra time? Right. If the American people don't realize it's going to S, we're doing these new things, maybe they work. Let's uh, buy ourselves six, eight months.
0: The L.A. I Times has the, uh, the because so the Pentagon, under a lot of pressure, did release the information. The L.A. Times has broken it down. Maybe we'll hit you with some of that before we ask Laura Logan about it. But she's there. She says Kabul is as dangerous as it's ever been in, in the time that she's been going since 2001, which is really quite amazing. Um, What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips?
1: Well, we got the New York Times on the Trump statement that has become a prime focus of Mueller's investigation. We're going to get into that. Thousands of pot convictions about to get tossed out. And Tinder has been charged with discriminating against those over 30. Story's coming up at 7.35. Bastards. I'm starting getty. Bastards.
0: <laughs> is Tinder discriminating against people over 30, or are horny people discriminating
2: against oh, no,
1: people no, no, over no, 30? No, 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 no. This is corporate yeah. malfeasance, I'm sure. On behalf of the horny.
2: Uh, now, Marshall, I'm sure you're interested. You who live a life of sin and debauchery, mm-hmm. you, of all people, really need to hear Ben Franklin's plan for improving his life. Here's the long and short of it. All right. He carried around a card in his pocket. With a simple table that had seven columns for the days of the week. Okay. The columns are the up and downy ones. For folks not familiar with graphics, up and downy, thank okay. you for that. The, yeah. the okay. other ones are called sideways columns. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're called rows. Oh. It has seven columns and thirteen <laughs> rows on huh. it. Now, again, the columns are the days of the week. Right. This says Monday through Sunday. We're not that stupid. <laughs> And each row on this card represented one of the 13 virtues that he wanted to work on. Wow. Very good. How Ben, and he carried this around all the time. Interesting. What he did with the card and what the virtues are will shock you. All right. Or it may interest you, or you may want to do this. I'm going to do it. 13 virtues. Yes. Hmm. Seven columns.
0: If you can't even name 13 virtues probably behind the eight ball already, right? Total yeah. of
2: 91 boxes. Is that right? Sometimes it is 70 times. 91! Like mm-hmm. <laughs> is getting better at video games, is that a virtue? I, I'm, it should I'm be. On I think card. you
0: need to stay tuned. Some. Getting better at debauchery. <laughs> so, getting better at debauchery. Uh, Marshall's News on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. San Francisco has the highest median apartment, monthly apartment rent cost in the United States. According to USA Today on the front page, it is $3,400 a month.
2: The rent is too damn high. That's the median rent.
0: $3,400 a month. And you got to have quite a job. You're spending $3,400 a month on your rent for an apartment. Wow. Uh, Let's get news now with Marsha Phillips.
1: While we're waiting for the FBI-Russia investigation memo to drop, the New York Times is reporting headline special counsel zeroes in on cover story for Trump Tower meeting with the Russians. The report says, while we were flying home from Europe in July on Air Force One, President Trump and his advisors raced to cobble together a news release after questions started surfacing about a meeting at Trump Tower that previous summer between Russians and top Trump campaign officials. Well, rather than admit the meeting's intended purpose to get political dirt about Hillary Clinton and the Russian government, the statement said it was really about an obscure Russian adoption policy. And even though President Trump supervised the writing of the statement, it was issued in Donald Trump Jr.'s name. And Trump, Sr., had insisted on including the language that the meeting was about Russian adoptions. Well,
2: it, it, it kind of was. Here's the long and short. because yeah. I read this article late last night. Um, the, the funny thing to me is that uh, it's not illegal to lie to the media. You can right. craft a press release that says, you know, whatever you want it uh, to say. We talked about different vodkas. We we're going to sponsor a vodka. Um so, it seemed to me the New York Times piece was just a portrayal of a hilariously floundering Keystone Cop's attempt to spin the yes. story. Yes. But it's not like it it factors in, quote-unquote, to the Russian investigation, Except does it? Except
0: that Kenneth Starr, on Face the Nation on Sunday, said he thinks that is possibly obstruction of justice. That's Yeah,
1: and that's where this is going. Yeah, obstruction of justice. In what I don't, sense? I don't
0: get it either, but... and And he was... Uh, Kenneth Starr, he was the he was the Robert Mueller right. and the Clinton thing, right. and he all this other stuff. He said, "No, that's not obstruction of justice." Asking uh, who somebody voted for, or are you going to be loyal to me, right. or I wish you'd let Flynn go. Kenneth Starr shot all those down. It's not obstruction mm-hmm. of justice. Fair enough. This he he thinks could be obstruction of justice. I'd like to hear that reason. Trump crafting the email and making up a story.
2: Interesting. I don't get it. Well, I, I, not, but how can that be obstruction of justice since it wasn't at that point being. He wasn't responding to any investigators. That's, uh, well, again, I I don't get his reasoning. I'd like to read it. But I will tell you what happened at the meeting. It's not that complicated. They baited the hook for the naive, totally unorganized, hilariously inept Trump campaign that beat Hillary Clinton. They baited the hook with, hey, we got some real dirt on Hillary. And this Kremlin-tied Russian lawyer and her cohorts Mm -hmm. get there and they meet with uh, Donald and, and old what's his name the pretty boy uh, dropped by uh, old Jay there, the, the son in law of oh, Bonkers oh, Jared uh, Jared, but yeah, Jared, yeah. Jared and uh, that's Jared yeah, that's that right is. and so um <laughs> so they get there and it turns out uh, Natasha Nogudnik right. has no good dirt on Hillary. She wants to pressure them to remove the sanctions yes. on the Russian oligarchs. Because that's what Putin's all about. We mentioned this the other day. Yep. His uh, the, the, the dad of his daughter's husband is this mediocre musician who's got a billion dollars in the bank somehow. <laughs> Please. So that's what they're all about. Uh. The adoption thing was a uh, was a shot back when those sanctions were passed because Americans go to Russia and adopt kids right, a lot. Right. And so Putin said FU, you don't get to adopt any kids anymore, which is an odd way to punish America. But so anyway, that's why it is indeed tied to the abduct, adoption policy. To claim that the meeting was about that is just silly. Right. I'm sure it came up, but again, this is a Keystone top cop's attempt to spin news how it's obstruction of justice i i need to be uh, informed i'm still concerned that
0: the result is going to be and i think this would be a rough one for the country is that trump is going to be found guilty of obstructing justice when no crime was committed there is no collusion, all that right. sort of stuff with Russia. But he didn't do any
1: obstruction of justice is a crime. Well, right, well, right, right, So yeah. that's that's why I think yeah. it's going to
0: be the worst case scenario. Gotcha. Right, gotcha. They didn't work with the Russians. Everything was fine, but he but he tried to gotcha. stop them from investigating the non crime and broke the law. So yes. then, what do we do yes. with that? As a public.
2: And if there was ever a guy uh, temperamentally suited to do something that right. ill advised, yep, it's
1: exactly. Donald J. Yep. So
2: then what do we do with that as a country? Ugh. The president tried
0: to stop an investigation into something that never happened.
1: Ugh. That's always
0: he, the cover well, up you worst trying try of to the get crime. the impeachment going, yeah.
2: I guess, and then. It gets voted down, we move
0: on with our lives. That's my guess. It could be. Mm-hmm. You waste like nine months of time. Right.
1: Hallelujah. Um, be
2: That's, good for talk radio. Yeah. Does it rise to the level of an impeachable offense?
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, not only that, but uh, I mean the millions of dollars that will be spent on uh, on all of this back with and forth. But ultimately, because the Republicans yeah. aren't
0: going to lose the Senate, but right. ultimately him staying in office.
1: San Francisco's DA wants to toss out or reduce thousands of criminal convictions for marijuana dating back decades. That move coming nearly a month after California legalized the recreational use of pot. The DA, George Gascon, anticipates dismissing nearly 3,000 misdemeanor cases. We want to address the wrongs that were caused by the failures of the war on drugs for many years in this country. The city will retroactively apply California's new marijuana legalization law to past criminal cases.
2: Why does the uh, DA have a cartoon character voice? What's going on there?
0: Did you see that Compton voted to not have marijuana dispensaries? Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I, I don't like know. We're good. We got it. I, yeah, I, I that's what I wondered. I mean, that's the joke, but is that For what? Why that, do we need them? Uh, is that honestly what happened there? No, 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 no. We got a perfectly good kind of system going here. Right. We're not going suppli- to pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, we got a supply and demand thing happening. Price is okay. <laughs> Do you think all the
2: pot dealers lobbied the city council or something I don't like know. That? Wow, is Sturgis going to outlaw Harleys next and Las Vegas come down hard on gambling? That's odd.
1: Yes. One last note: Tinder's been told to stop discriminating against people over age thirty. Yeah, a judge has told that dating app to cut God, it out. God
0: discriminates against people <laughs> over thirty oh. when it comes to sex. Oh. Amen to that. A California court and of... bending
1: over to tie your shoes too. The California court of appeals ruled that Tinder Plus, which is priced at nine ninety nine for those under thirty and nineteen ninety nine for those over thirty, oh, is you discriminatory you reek of, because
0: you are O D. You reek of desperation, right? Yes. Hey, look,
2: it's harder to move you people, sir. So there's an extra charge, all right? Tinder. You stay on the shelf
1: longer. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder, Tinder justified the move by saying older users of the service are, are gen- not as attractive. Are generally in a better financial position than its younger users. Oh, is like, that, that it? Yeah, yeah, There is some truth to that. It's yeah. the SAG tax. <laughs> oh,
2: my. Oh, my. <laughs> Too much having
1: perspective, in the words of Spinal Tap. You threw a new wrinkle into that one. Yes! That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips and the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. So, Benjamin Franklin. Oh, yes. His virtues, his chart. He carried it around, don't you
2: know? He credits it with virtually everything he achieved. And he achieved a lot.
0: So, there are 13 virtues I should be working on.
2: Yes. Seven days a week, sir. Okay. No vacation from virtue. I got a a couple I work on, but... Don't Not we have th- a guest next? I don't have yeah. 13. Oh yeah, Andrew Egger of the Weekly Standard, the FBI objection, the release of the secret memo. What the hell's going on?
0: The memo could come out while we're on the air today, which will be very exciting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show.
2: This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Like Joe said earlier, at this point, there's been so much talk about it, the memo has to come out.
2: Right. doesn't it i mean just or the cries of skullduggery the deep state malfeasance etc would echo across the land right we might they already are but they'd be louder
0: we might need the democrats memo also to put them together to come up with a full picture sure
2: sure andrew egger reporter for the weekly standard joins us to discuss the the secret and highly discussed memo its release etc etc andrew how are you sir
3: I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me
2: on this morning. All right. Oh, it's our pleasure. First of all, where are you? Are you advocating a particular point of view here, Andrew? Or are you are you the referee wearing the pinstripes, keeping it all straight? What's your point of view?
3: <laughs> well, uh, you know, first and foremost, I'm I'm a reporter, but certainly I have you know uh, opinions on the whole thing. I think you're absolutely right that uh, you know there's there's been so much talk about this memo that uh, it's largely got to come out at this point, and and there's no question that it will. Uh, I mean, uh, the president clearly in favor of, of putting the proce- putting the memo out there uh, John Kelly saying yesterday morning that uh, that it, it's going to happen um, the the latest sort of snag in the whole proceeding is that we're not a hundred percent sure when it's going to come out since it's been reported, uh, that the Republicans on the house intelligence committee made some last minute changes. Now, Democrats are saying that means that the the memo should be subject to another vote, another five day delay. Um, so it's possible that, I mean, it it seems like they have a point, you, you know, the, the document that the the house committee voted to release is not the same document that has gone to the white house, even if the changes are relatively small. Um, so it's possible we're going to see, you know, another, uh, week long delay or so but it's it's hard to imagine that you know at the end of that delay anything's materially changed enough that uh, the memo is not going to be released to the public.
0: We were wondering earlier in the program how many people involved in all this have America's best interest in mind as opposed to just helping or hurting Donald Trump.
3: Man, it's it's really really hard to say. Um I th- I mean from from where I'm sitting um one thing that uh, has been Interesting to note, at least, is that uh, um, Trey Gowdy, who obviously sits on House Intelligence, uh, was instrumental to actually drafting the memo, which, I mean, you know... there have been a lot of uh cries of partisanship going around you know both directions over this uh, over this memo but uh you, you know representative gowdy has comported himself very well at least in my opinion in all of these sorts I of agree. things. you know strikes right um and, and and you know he he's been vocal in his support for the Mueller investigation, but still at the same time uh vocal about his skepticism of some of these penumbral areas uh, where there are you know serious questions and I think that does uh lend the memo a certain amount of authenticity that it might not have had. But there's no question that it's really hard to disentangle this thing from the politics that surround it. And I think what a lot of Republicans are saying is that, look, you know, there's only one way to sort of get to the get to the bottom of this, and that's to actually just release this memo, perhaps release the Democratic memo as well, and just try to trust the American people to sort through it and figure out what okay. on earth is, is to do.
2: <laughs> mm. You know, I need to point out to the producers. I believe we'd agreed that a pair of Armstrong and Getty oven mitts would go to the first guest who used the term penumbral. and I think we have a winner, Andrew Edgar of the Weekly Standard. Uh, so, uh, I'm Andrew- in the market
3: for a good oven mitt.
2: You know it's probably you know jack's jack's point is such a good one about just the wild screeching partisanship, and we're talking about some really important things, including and you know we definitely come at this from a libertarian point of view i'm I'm wearing a flannel shirt right now, I may be armed i don't know uh, but the fact that virtually every time a serious look has been taken at the FISA court or the n s a or any other aspect of national security that occasionally lapses into surveilling Americans, virtually every look has yielded some pretty shocking stuff that rules were being made or bounds were being pushed. And so if there's a, a reasonable suspicion that the FISA court process is out of hand, I think we the people ought to hear that.
3: Right. And, and I mean, that, that's, that just goes to show, I mean, like a, a lot of these uh, Republicans who have been pushing for this memo have no question been pushing for it because uh, they're, you know, steadfastly supporting Donald Trump agree with the president, as the president reportedly said recently, that the memo coming out is going to hurt the Mueller investigation. And that's, you know, the reason why a lot of these people are plugging for it. But at the same time, you know, you don't have to believe uh, that side of things, that there's some secret nefarious conspiracy within the FBI to see how, you know, just an insight into the way these FISA courts work is going to be a serious black eye on on the FBI and, uh, you know, these other federal agencies that perhaps due to a lack of oversight and public exposure um, have no real reason not to behave sloppily when it comes to these FISA applications and things like that. So I, I do think that um, while the, the FBI's statement yesterday, obviously very uh, unique, we don't see those sorts of things a lot where the actual, director of the FBI himself a Trump appointee comes out and says look we don't think this is going to be good we don't think this paints the whole picture you know you gotta weigh that because clearly Christopher Wray is no anti-Trump hack right. um, but at the same time you know there's no question it's not going to be a good look for the FBI one way or the other
2: well his priority I think is is doing what's best for the FBI along with the American people and I don't begrudge him holding that opinion but again at this point it has to come out now I as, a, as consumers of the truth we are a little concerned about the Republican memo being being a, uh, you know, an advocacy for one point of view and then we the people really ought to have the other side. How quickly mm-hmm. is the, the shift memo or whatever going to come out? Do you think
3: um, it seems as though that memo is on a one to two week delay behind where the Republican memo is. If, if these, uh, Unless it gets late, leaked, right? changes well yeah true that i mean that's a possibility but i mean that because the documents classified obviously uh, a a leak of that would be a a pretty big deal um wouldn't reflect well on the the democrats on house intelligence i it doesn't seem super likely that that would happen Uh, maybe i'll be eating my words this time tomorrow but i mean you never know uh but it does seem so far as though uh the democrats are willing to follow the appropriate channels um obviously you know smacking house republicans on that committee all the way because they think the the memo should have been released in tandem obviously house republicans have a good point when they say that uh the democratic memo should go through the same channels that the nunes memo has gone through which is to uh have a reading of the whole the whole house have access to it um before it's voted to be released um and and apparently that's the process that it's going through um and we we could and, and i believe that uh Republicans on that committee have said that they'll vote to release it after uh, after it goes okay, through the same process.
0: Here, here's my final question: What do you think the pace of the modern news cycle is doing to our brains? You think it's slowly killing us? Because I think it
2: is.
3: Well, uh, I can't I can't speak for uh, all of you, you know, more ordinary healthy people out there in in America. I know it hasn't been very good for my own brain, you know. <laughs> I uh, I
0: know. Well, normal you know, people probably, are not following it like we are. You're yeah, right, but right, God, right. it's just I mean, like, crazy.
3: Y- yesterday... Yesterday was, un- I mean, just an unbelievable example. You know, like you, 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 hardly had time to, you know, bang out 200 words on a subject before you were behind the behind the curve with one thing after another happening. And I think, you know, I think it's, uh, it's probably for the best that most people don't have to follow the new the news to the same degree that we do. Yeah. Uh, presumably it's still public service what we're doing, <laughs> uh, wrecking our wrecking our brains in that way to to do that. But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's moving a little too closely to be able to digest it all with any kind of uh yeah. Uh, amazing insight, I uh, feel like. So hopefully, hopefully the news will slow down a little bit. See, that's what as, uh, I've been saying for like. out. I've
2: been saying that for like two and a half years. <laughs> Andrew Egger <laughs> has written for the Orange County Register, American Spectator, and other publications. He's a reporter for the Weekly Standard. Andrew really enjoyed the chat. Thanks, man. We appreciate the time.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
2: Our pleasure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if our previous uh, prediction, or I don't know, just speculation that. D's take the House, and impeach Trump, go through that whole process, then Senate votes to keep... I mean, if we go through that, you know, that news cycle will be a year long of just nonstop. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> I know. We need some of Ben Franklin's virtues to keep oh. us good and sane.
2: At least 11 or 12 of them. He's got 13. He thinks you ought to look at them every day of the week. He credits his practice of virtues for all of his success in life.
0: And Laura Logan on Afghanistan coming up this next half hour also on the Armstrong and Getty Show.